A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Or in today's case, the plants. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 28th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Eric Stevens of evolutionmine.com. Our species is entering an unprecedented period of existential crisis. This post-industrial age is paying the price of rampant, unbridled consumption and waste after a century and a half of an orgy of development and industry. The decisions that have been made in terms of what materials have been used for building and manufacturing have been largely made by people who were seeking to make the highest degree of profit. Today, if we do not make massive fundamental changes in the way we do business, the quality and even the quantity of life on this planet is certain to be catastrophically impacted. There are answers to these problems, however, and now is the time to wake up and smell the coffee, or in this case, the hemp and bamboo. Bamboo is tremendously versatile and strong, stronger than many steel alloys. Termites cannot penetrate its skin. The strength and flexibility of bamboo used in buildings is reported to have withstood a 9.0 magnitude earthquake. Bamboo grows quicker than any other plant on earth, growing up to four inches in a single day. To say bamboo is renewable is an understatement, as it can be harvested every three years. And then there is hemp. A single acre of hemp will produce an amount of fiber equal to two or three acres of cotton. It will not mildew, and on average, materials made from hemp last twice as long as cotton. While cotton requires a moderate climate, hemp requires a small amount of water, requires no pesticides or herbicides, and only small amounts of fertilizer. Hemp can be grown in varied climates. 
and 50% of the world's pesticides and herbicides are used in cotton production. Hemp is the alternative for many reasons, but don't take my word for it. Eric Stevens and his partner Amanda have been working for seven years to create an economy founded on hemp and bamboo. The concept began as the theory of industrial evolution. The theory was based on the substitution of bio-based materials and modern manufacturing processes to compete with petrochemicals. Amanda and Eric founded the Bioeconomy Foundation, dedicated to developing commodities and creating supply chains. Eric had started the Bamboo Project in 2012 in an effort to prove the merits of bamboo and convey bamboo as a replacement for wood and coal. Amanda, being very passionate about cannabis and industrial hemp, introduced the plant to the concept and proved its merits. As they researched the similarities of both crops, it became apparent hemp can replace oil and bamboo can replace coal. Eric Stevens has joined me today to tell you more about their exciting new business and their plan for helping to kickstart a whole new fiber paradigm, one that is both sustainable and renewable for generations to come. Welcome, Eric, to Hemp Present. Thank you, Vivian, and thanks for having me. My pleasure. I remember using bamboo papers when I was young to roll doobies, memorialized in the Cheech and Chong album, Big Bamboo. I think that was the first connection to bamboo and cannabis I ever experienced. Uh, so Eric, uh, was I correct in my everything in my intro? And how did we get to this point? What happened to bring humanity to this critical point in our development where we rely on this unsustainable coal and oil model? First of all, Vivian, thank you for having me. And yes, you were very much correct in both your definition and qualifications of both hemp and bamboo with one minor exception. Bamboo when first planted takes approximately three years to mature. Then it has an actual rhizome system where you cut the stalks down as opposed to hemp where you physically plant seeds and then sow the crop. Where we ended up in this mess is simply because of profit. Uh, companies and inventors, entrepreneurs all used materials that were readily available to them. Unfortunately, those components were made of toxic commodities, oil, natural gas, coal, or byproducts known as petrochemicals. Well, the reason we call our business evolution mine is one simple fact. We believe evolution was stifled when John Doe could not go to a Walmart or to a 7-Eleven or order online all the components needed to make a shuttle, uh, to fly that shuttle to Mars, to live on Mars. Just because a human being could do it in this day and age, they not necessarily will be able to. And it's just because of the lack of materials around them. What is more important is where we're at as a society and a species. In the evolution of oil and coal, what began as kerosene and a way to heat your home became gasoline, uh, plastics, and various many other ingredients used in electronics and other modern consumer products. But now the people have a choice and a voice when it comes to to hemp and bamboo versus oil and coal or any other competitive, competitive commodities. Being as how oil and coal has moved out of energy, now they're consumer products. And the consumer can make the decision whether to buy the bio-based solar panel or the oil, oil and coal petrochemical solar panel. What we simply say is no big oil profits, no big oil problems. The options that companies can create and consumers can support, we believe at least, are made of hemp and hemp, bamboo. Eric, we live in a time of, of new materials, resins, polymers, composites, etc. Why, why still hemp and bamboo? Well, for instance, and I'm really glad that you brought that up, bamboo today is used in modern wind turbines in China. I don't know if you knew it, but there's a hemp conductor 
that is more powerful than graphene that's sitting in Cambridge University right now. If we start with simple products that we can purchase on any store shelf, we're gonna adopt the same business oil as oil and coal. Those sales are gonna create profits and more profits are gonna create more products. And those products are gonna become result of engineering and development and more capital investment to be able to make more complicated products, such as solar panels, wind turbines. You referenced the power of women in your vision for global transformation. What do you mean by that? What is the power of a woman, uh, as you put it? Well, first of all, let's establish one thing. Our thinking is that women are superior. To fight for equality is to fight for recognition of a fact that has already been established. As a matter of fact, it's even been understated. It's been widely reported by Forbes and other publications that women make over 80% of the consumer purchases. They start businesses twice as fast as men. There's the key. I mean, you can see even videos on evolutionmind.com where PSAs from the 1950s from companies like DuPont are exploiting women as being their product testers and even go as far as saying, if women won't buy it, there's no sense in making it. Consumerism now is based on what attracts and impresses women. The value of the diamond, the mad rush to a florist on Valentine's Day, flashy cars, the list never ending. But up until 1988, women needed a male co-signer to start a business. Today, it's entirely possible for women not only to bankrupt oil and coal by simply not buying their products, but even moreover, they can start their own businesses to develop and sell the commodities, hemp and bamboo, to themselves, that's a shift in power. Wow, that is a that's an evocative concept. I, I applaud you. Uh, well, before the first break comes, can we briefly have you explain how fossil fuels work? What's the offtake agreement, for example? Offtake agreement is very simple way to put. Uh, if you grow it, I'll buy it. Here's one of the keys to success for these two commodities. When a cannabis grower starts his or her operation, there's a good chance a collective already exists. So basically the collective saying, if you grow it, I'll buy it. That's a guarantee to Vivian, if you were investing in a grow operation, that your product or that business is gonna be successful. Oil works the same way. Before a drill is lowered into the earth, there's already companies like gas refineries, petrochemical refineries, already committing to buy what comes out of the ground. So that makes that project profitable. The biggest example of that is probably the Paris Agreement, the COP21. This is where 21 different governments are stating, we're gonna pay trillions of dollars a year to move our economy to a renewable energy economy. Well, where are those solar panels, wind turbines, batteries gonna come from? Oil and coal. Oil and coal is gonna automatically start developing to meet those needs because they know these governments are good customers. They're gonna pay the profits there to be had. So Eric, how much of this is propped up in the interest of the venture capital industry? I mean, uh, you know, how does that work? What is the Jobs Act of 2012, for example, that says that the public can participate in a crowdfunding project for equity or the legalization of hemp? Why, why should we know about all of that? Well, first of all, it speaks to the major vein of protest about cannabis. I mean, I find it ironic that those groups that are chanting free the weed automatically run to a stock investment board to list on the OTC and begun, begin to subscribe to the big bank system. It's not necessary. One of the gifts that the Obama administration had given us as a public was the Jobs Act of 2012. And that simply put means anybody 
can invest into Vivian. Let's say you had a hemp shirt company and your hemp shirt company needed investors. I would venture to guess that your customers would probably be your most likely investor because they've got experience with your product. They know how you run your business. They like your customer service. They think it'll do well. And on the other hand of that, the SEC applied these so-called controls that said only the accredited investor before the passage of this act could invest in your company. So they needed to have a million dollars in assets, need to have practiced or worked in the financial industry. What that created was venture capitalists. Those venture capitalists work much like a shark tank. They go around industries and get the smallest companies and best ideas, grow them and turn around and sell them. It, they sell them into a market of mergers and acquisitions where only a few major companies actually own or operate in any one of a number of industries today. But by doing crowdfunding, Vivian, your customers would own it, be able to drive by their investment, and furthermore, be able to make money from that investment that is outside of the current banking system we have. If you wanna back something like that, what Evolution Mind does is provide that offtake agreement. Besides just selling products, we're selling protests. We wanna see hemp and bamboo go, whether you buy from Evolution Mind or ABC Hemp Emporium. What's necessary is to grow the demand so we can mass produce the products at prices that will compete with the oil and coal and petrochemical products on Walmart shelf. So what would we do? We would gather all our customers and all your customers to maybe petition Georgia Pacific to use hemp and bamboo in their toilet paper or GM to use more hemp and bamboo in their products. What happens with that is Vivian, they're going to need people to fulfill those needs if they agree to buy. They'll probably do it as a great PR stunt to say how eco they are like greenwashing in 2007 and 2008. But in the reality, they created a commitment to buy. And that commitment to buy is going to act as a guarantee for your friends wanting to invest in your hemp t-shirts that God forbid your product isn't successful. The farm and the factory will be because they can sell the GM. I'm speaking to Eric Stevens from evolutionmind.com. We're going to take our first pause with the cause because there's flaws and laws here. Word from our sponsors, advertisers come right back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are kicking off in Seattle, Portland, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix in January. Register today using the promo code CANNABISRADIO20, all spelled in caps as one word, Cannabis Radio 20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Register today at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. The smoke is rising and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. 
industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back with uh, Eric Stevens. Eric, you also referenced the power of the consumer versus the citizens. Well, what's that mean? Well, Evolution Mind is about returning power to the people. The people have been protesting for over 40 years, and they've won some major victory. Yet, here we are 40-plus years later still discussing climate change, abortion, inequality, and human rights. Why? Because the protect, protesters were so successful in creating this new society that someone forgot to figure out how to financially support it. While agencies like the EPA were being created in the 70s to protect the American worker and the environment, out the back door, Nixon's opening trade with China in 1972. Nothing changed in manufacturing. It was simply moved to China. You want proof of that? look at the pictures from the Beijing Olympics and their environment. And you hear about Chinese workers' lives being undervalued and not valued at all. When you've witnessed your power as citizens to move our jobs offshore, I got to ask you, how did that work out? How do you expect meaningful results protesting a pipeline on a Sunday and you buy the oil-based products on Black Friday that comes out of them? A consumer can stop every issue a protest fights by simply cutting the funding to the pipelines and products by not buying the petrochemical products. But in that case, where are the other options? We as consumers have to create them. Before opioids, or excuse me, before opioids and different modern ways we use that become an epidemic to treat everything from pain to mental illness existed, there was cannabis. Bamboo was actually outlawed in 1918 and added to the Plant Quarantines Act because Chinese railroad workers were bringing both hemp and bamboo over from China to California and selling them as modern cures to ailments. Thing is, they were working. And at the same time, the pharmaceutical industry was in its infancy and they outlined what could and could not be sold. Unfortunately, that led to hemp and bamboo not being ready, readily available in the markets. And fast forward to now 2018, it was finally legalized, meaning hemp. If we can support that as consumers, the Chinese factories can shut down. We can build local supply chains here. The source of big political campaign contributions to those candidates beholden to oil and coal are going to stop. They're going to dry up. All the conservative, big oil and coal, good old boys that are backing issues, uh, in some cases racism, or the nationalist 
theme that has been going around the last two years. If they don't have any more money, there's no way to fund that type of contest. The same way we as protesters from the 60s and 70s that had a middle class and factory jobs, all of a sudden our bark has lost its bite because we can't afford the donations to Greenpeace and other nonprofits that were set up to protest. So you mentioned hemp and cannabis. How can we look to the model of cannabis for instruction on how to use other plant resources? And you know what? It's the best model out there. It both not only validates our power as a consumer, but it validates the model that we're speaking of where purchase actually supports protest. What has cannabis consumers accomplished? They, the protest was supported by purchase. If no one was buying illegal joints and illegal grows, where would the money come from to fight for cannabis, to form, to fund the normals and the vote hemp uh, organization that went to Capitol Hill and put these bills on the table, one of which, again, finally legalized at the end of 2018. If cannabis consumers turn their attention and their dollars to the other 90% of products possible from this 100% used plant, or at least consider other plants have been kept from them too, they'll wake up. They'll start buying products that are good for them and not killing them, but not for that fact. They'll buy it because it's profitable. They'll buy it because it creates jobs. It creates change. It completely pulls the consumer dollar out of the toxic oil circle. And those people growing are gonna start supporting politicians that are more to their interests, that more support a bioeconomy, equality, farms, and more importantly, not poisoning the planet or questioning climate change. So Eric, let's, let's touch on your business, uh, evolutionmind.com. What will people find by going to your website? I'll prove of everything we're saying in action. The store is so much more than shopping. We're building an economy for everyone by example. For starters, we offer products exclusively at Hemp and Bamboo, and they're all from small and medium-sized businesses. We don't pay for Google and Facebook ads. We pay anyone who shares our messages and products and their networks buy from us. We support the companies we work with by helping to build their supply chain, not just beat them up on points to sell you the cheapest product. We're not selling Hemp and Bamboo for the lowest price. We're selling Hemp and Bamboo for the greatest cause. We provide easy ways to back the protest, the purchase with protest. As we mentioned earlier in the interview, uh, building cohesion and petitions to GM, Georgia Pacific, and other Fortune 100 companies to start using more hemp and bamboo. That's going to guarantee the crowdfunding projects. Where again, Vivian, if you wanted to do your hemp shirts or if bamboo uh, manufacturing was more prevalent in the U.S your own customers can back it, anybody can back it. And more importantly, we're pulling the dollar out of the toxic circle. Before we go to our next break, Eric, what is a bio-based circle and why should we care about the concept? A bio-based circle is recycling on a whole other level. If we start creating products with plants like hemp and bamboo, products recycled go to producing more products of hemp and bamboo. This creates an offset for new growth demand leading to a sustainable commerce model unlike the rainforest clearings that were for Jotropa at the time, hemp and bamboo can be reused. And for those consumers that won't walk the extra 10 feet to the recycling container or leave their Pepsi can in the middle of the park, 
If that Pepsi can was made in hemp and bamboo, it would not only biodegrade back into the soil, it would also serve to repair it because both plants equally are some of the most filtrative plants on this earth. So we, we know that hemp requires uh, a lot of processing and America doesn't necessarily have the processing infrastructure ready to go right now, uh, like, like I assume that we're going to. Uh, what kind of processing does bamboo require and are we ready for it? Um, bamboo, funny enough, and hemp are, I won't want to go as far to say 100% manufactured the same, but they're both stock and fiber-based commodities. Where hemp and bamboo vary for the most part is the circumference or diameter of the stalks. Um, hemp has mostly a thousand different varieties. However, the stalks are usually limited to anywhere between a quarter inch to three eighths to half an inch. Bamboo, however, it's 1200 species range from grass to an actual tree with a trunk 12 to 16 inches in circumference. After that, it's about drying out the stock, breaking it down to fiber and using it in other materials via either weaving, again, breaking it down to chips or utilizing it in a liquid form. That's where bamboo has the main difference in manufacturing. It is not used well in a oil or liquid form where hemp being a smaller diameter and more pliable stock allows itself to the more liquid uh, versions of it. Having said that, actually going out in the field and harvesting these, a lot of the same capital expenditures and equipment can be made that can use, that can be used for both plants, depending on how far you're going to develop it. Meaning, are you sending companies a raw fiber or a matured product such as a bioplastic, et cetera? Well, while I uh, certainly like the concept, this show is not brought to you yet by Vivian's Hemp Shirts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but my guest is Eric uh, Stevens, and we're going to hear uh, a word from the actual sponsors of the show to pay the rent, and I'll be back with the final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. 
Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for another can't-miss event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present with our final questions for Eric Stevens. Uh, Eric, we only have a couple minutes. Uh, what have we not touched on today that you'd like to quickly add? Primarily the urgency and the importance of our situation as a society and a species. Let's pull the environment out of it for a second. We believe the solution to our societal problems, meaning poverty, inequality, our jobs being other places, our lack of development in the U.S., it's all because of a solution that can profitably shift commodities away from oil and coal. If citizens control a supply chain, from farm to factory, and profits are spent to create more supply chains, everything changes. Politics, health, the return of middle class, funded schools become as real as they are in states like Colorado, where cannabis is playing a crucial role in funding government. If you don't buy from Evolution Minds, fine, we understand, but open your minds to the possibilities cannabis consumers created when their purchase supported what they protested. Apply the same formula to other products consumers use every day. Protest and anarchy, while they're a largely romanticized concept, is just not feasible. We need a plan for the day after the rioting in the streets occurs. We need to take back our evolution as a species. We, we need to return our ability to create to materials that we can provide for ourselves, not go to a centralized corporation or government and say, may I have? or may I have permission to develop? Where did that even start? We need a plan that provides for our needs as both consumers and citizens that won't kill ourselves or the environment. It won't kill our jobs and competition. We obviously have enough of demand as consumers to support entire economies, China, Taiwan, Vietnam, India, all of these countries that we receive products in from we don't need to stop doing business with them, but maybe they can be growing hemp and bamboo and shipping us their commodities as opposed to final products. Saving the planet is a bonus because of these commodities we choose to buy as consumers. So far, it's been a consequence. Where oil and coal have killed this planet and killed our jobs and created political and social strife, hemp and bamboo can do the exactly the opposite and not by competing with each other, meaning Hemp is better than bamboo or bamboo better than hemp. They complement each other. And utilizing both plants, again, like we did the oil and coal model, we'll be able to get ourselves out of this or spend ourselves out of this by keeping dollars out of the same toxic and political circles that they've been in thus far. Eric Stevens of evolutionmind.com. I love what you're doing, bro. Thank you so much for being on Cannabis Radio. Hempy Trails. And thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Now I'm going to get to a weekly feature of Hempersent on Cannabis.com, CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is, and I quote, 
Notice that the stiffest tree is most easily cracked while the bamboo or willow survives by bending with the wind. And that is Seattle-born martial arts master, actor, and philosopher, Bruce Lee. That concludes this installment here presented on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find yours. Speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy, and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.